Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. The Danny Mac Show with BK. Podcast powered by I Promise. Now, here's Danny Mac with BK. You know, I plan on sticking around. So, you know, that's my goal. And I plan on staying here for a long time. You know, I, I, I've said that once in Colorado, but I truly, you know, I, I mean it. You know, I, I expect to be here for a long time. I'm, I'm not worried about that. The Danny Mac Show on a Wednesday edition. BK is alongside Tanner as well. And that is how you ingratiate yourself to a fan base. I plan on sticking around. I loved the David Freeze home run in 2011. Oh, by the way, when I was a rookie, they told me, take in the crowd. Troy Tulowitzki told me to do that. I did it. All of a sudden, everybody in the B-Fibs, the best fans in baseball, as you well know, Brandon Kiley, the Cardinal fan base. They're all of a sudden melting. They're like lining up, tearing down the barricades at your local jersey store to get the number 28 Arenado jersey. He said everything right in the press conference yesterday. Am I the only one that's like waiting for the other shoe to drop yes, here? Yes, I'm, I'm like, the same right. way. So hold on. They gave right. up no top prospects for one of the 10 best players in baseball. What am I missing? His shoulder seems to be perfectly fine. I have yet to find anybody that has a single bad word to say about him as a player or as a person. And then he comes out yesterday, seems like an affable guy who is talking about how the only thing he wants to do is win what am I missing here? (laughs) You've got Mo sending out exclamation points in his press release. Everything. It it just feels too perfect, Stan. And I'm waiting for something wrong to happen here. But I, I think this is just a really good move. That doesn't really have a whole lot of downside. Text line is open for you too. If you want to jump in at six, five, seven, eight, zero, six, five, seven, eight, zero. Mike Schilt uh, was talking about what this does for his team. He says, I've had some sleepless nights in a good way. Thinking about my lineup. Who's at the top? Who goes in the middle? What does it do for stretching our lineup? And he's just downright giddy that Nolan Arenado is a part of the Cardinals. Well, I got a great appreciation for Nolan coming up through the minor weeks. He was playing third base in Tulsa and of course, I'm managing that club uh, in Springfield in 2012 and we're playing him 33 times a year. We played him five times in the first round of the playoffs and so we're 15 feet apart and so that was my initial introduction, Nolan, and it was really impressive from a um, you know, a skill set standpoint. You saw the ability, but you just also saw that I appreciated it stood out to me um, even more so the, the extreme dedication to his craft at every aspect of the game. By the way, I actually heard one negative thing about him. Can I tell you this? He cares too much? No, no. That, that, that's, a, that's a positive. Uh, I talked to a friend of mine in Denver and I said to your point, like, I said this is too good to be true. The 50 to 51 million, no top 10 prospect. Uh, the guy's in the prime of his career. He's on the way to the hall. What, what am I missing? And he started laughing. He said, you know, when he first got to the minor leagues, there was some thought that he might be just a little lazy, you know, a little lazy. I said, wait a minute, Nolan Arenado? He said, yeah. And then it changed after a week. <laughs> he said it changed after one week, BK. They, they kind of, I guess, pulled him aside or something and said, hey, you got to do this. And he goes, oh, okay, great. Got it. That's how you become yeah. like, Oh, okay, got it. All right. Yeah, I need to learn. I'm 18 years old. Okay. And then off to this 
great career that he's had. He was playing at that time, by the way, for the Drillers, is what Mike Schilt is talking about in the minor leagues. And, it, and what happens in the minor leagues, too, and, and for people that don't know this, the manager many times is the third base coach. So he's not sitting in the dugout managing. So Mike Schilt played him roughly 30 to 40 times one year because they play each other so much and they played in the playoffs that particular season. So you strike up conversations when you're a third baseman and the third base coach. It's just, you know, when you, you go out every inning and you're sitting there going, well, how you doing? How's your family? Well, great. Oh, how about that play that this guy made? Yeah. What do you, Hey, what do you think about that? You know, you just, you, you talk, you're human beings. So they do have a little bit of a relationship. And now those two reunited with the St. Louis Cardinals. It is bizarre crazy it's awesome and the fan base is stoked i just can't believe it actually happened i'm still on cloud nine i mean i'm 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 reaching out to everybody that we possibly can wondering like hey you know what what are the cardinals getting here and everybody to a man that has either covered him in colorado or has connections around baseball will tell you the same thing yeah one of the best defensive third baseman ever gonna hit around 290 probably gonna hit you 30 homers and you'll finish the year and he'll be the gold glover at third base and will be one of the best players in baseball that's you can write it in pen that is what you're getting in the middle of your order this so year. if you're like playing devil's advocate and you're saying now wait a minute wait okay too good to be true but he's got opt-outs he could opt out nolan arenado was asked about that a couple of different times in his press conference and he was asked about how much does the future of the cardinals go into and you know obviously goldschmidt's going to be there for the next four or five years you know and i kind of saw the end of my contract and i saw the rest of the players you know it's all kind of similar in the same time um as development goes i mean i'm not i mean that's something i'm not worried about with st louis i mean they always bring up guys that are ready to go you know and they always they're always good about producing players that are ready to go and contribute and so i mean that's something you know and i'm not too worried about and you know they have a good pitching staff good defense and hopefully we get the best catcher back and uh we'll keep it moving but you know they have a great team you know i really believe that like i said they've They've had 13 straight winning seasons, so that's that's enticing enough to me. And I know they care about winning, and I believe they'll do everything we can to win. And so to his point from the 618 on the Air Comfort Service text line, what do you think, guys, they should do with Gorman, who's one of your top pieces? And it's a logical question right now. Here is my initial thought on that. The DH is coming to the National League, so that's number one. He's a bat. That's first and foremost. He can hit, hit for power. He's an offensive-minded player. Now, he plays third base. That's locked up. He ain't going to play there. He ain't going to go across the diamond and play for Paul Goldschmidt. So you got to find him a place. If he stays on the infield, does he turn into Mike Moustakis? And can you hide him with shifts and place in base? Maybe. Maybe that's something they're thinking about. The, the, the spot that I think about defensively more than anything, if it's not DH, is left field. You can take guys from the infield and put them into left field. I'm not saying you hide them. But, but you, can, you can develop them, not, and it's more so than right field. Right field, you want to cover more ground. you got to have a better arm. Left field, not necessarily. And so I do think there's a way that this still keeps him in the future for the Cardinals. And, it, it, you know, they're going to have to start with spring training, and it probably starts on day one, taking fly balls, maybe taking some ground balls at second base. Time will tell, but I love the fact that Nolan Gorman was not included in this deal and it goes to the fact of if you're a fan out there, you're saying, how could he not be? And I agree with you. But then you say, well, then they included 50 million. How is he not included? I'm with you. I, I can't figure it out. So 
usually if you include a lot of money, the prospects are less. If you don't include the money, the prospects are more. They included $51 million, and Nolan Gorman is still here. Yeah, there's there's two ways this could have happened. One we talked about yesterday, which is Nolan Arenado basically said, I want to go to the Cardinals, and the, the Rockies had no leverage. That's one possibility that is obviously good for the Cardinals because it means Arenado wanted to be here. The other possibility is that for whatever reason, and I'm guessing it was financially related, other teams across baseball just didn't have the interest that they should have had in Nolan Arenado. And if that is the case, it goes back to being a positive if you're a Cardinals fan because it shows that your ownership group is willing to take on what is an inherent risk, although I think it's an obvious move that you make, a risk because you're in a time in a pandemic when the financials are not what they once were. And Bill DeWitt Jr., his ownership group, has decided this is a guy that is worth taking that risk on. And so I do think you need to give a lot of credit to the ownership group, to John Mosaylock for getting what is a very complex deal done. It's just the latest reminder that when the Cardinals have an opportunity out there, they're willing to jump on it. I appreciate what Bill DeWitt had to say yesterday. He said, in our 25 years of owning this team, it's not just about, hey, we're the Cardinal owners. There is a responsibility to the fan base. And, you know, you start thinking about what he's done. And, yes, there have been misses. You're going to miss on some players. You're going to make some bad trades. But let's let's be honest here and step back and look at it from the 10,000-feet view. They have won and won a lot. McGuire, Edmonds, Roland, Holiday, Goldschmidt, Arenado. I know I'm missing some others, but... Let's give them some credit, man. They stepped up, and and I think you're 100% right, BK. During a pandemic, not knowing when you're going to have fans in the stands, you're not sure when some of those revenues are going to be coming in. It's an inherent risk, albeit a very good one. I think we all agree with that, but you got to give them some credit. Absolutely. And this, we talked with Walt Jockety yesterday on BK and Ferrario. If anybody missed that conversation, 101ESPN.com, the free 101 ESPN app is where you can find the podcast of it. And he told us, Dan, this reminded him of a trade that he used to work on with Mo back in the early 2000s here in St. Louis. It reminded him specifically of the Scott Rowland deal. And so you look at the way that the Cardinals are currently constructed. It's got a pretty similar vibe to a lot of those teams. You're too quote-unquote franchise pieces now that are going to lead you into the future have been acquired via trade and they're both certainties on either corner of the infield and then you've got a young budding star in the outfield right now with Dylan Carlson it all kind of rings familiar to Cardinals fans this is the way that their team has been built in the past and it's the way that it's going to be built once again and we're going to talk about that later in the show about some of those trades here from Walt Jockety also we're going to hear from Eduardo Perez coming up this is the Danny Mac Show with BK, the podcast powered by I Promise. One of my favorite people is Eduardo Perez. He played here in St. Louis, and uh, he is doing great work on television and radio. He does ESPN. He is all over the place, and now we get to expose him even more. Eduardo Perez is our guest on 101 ESPN, Dan McLaughlin and BK. It's the Danny Mac show on a Wednesday. Eduardo, how you doing, my man? What's going on, Danny? Hope all is well. Um, I hope you guys are staying warm up there because uh, it's actually cold here in Miami. Also, I don't want to hear. Oh, stop. I talked to a buddy of mine down there and he said, oh, it's 45, 50 degrees down here. It's freezing. So just be quiet. It's really cold here. Okay. <laughs> Hey, what what do you think of the Arenado deal? This is pretty big news here in St. Louis, as you might imagine. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge for for St. Louis. Are you kidding me? If I'm if, 
if I'm living in St. Louis right now and I'm able to go to games this season, I'm telling you, you're going to, you're going to see an excellent third baseman. Um, I think there's no secret about it. This is protection for, for Goldie uh, in the lineup. This is, this adds length that adds credibility when it comes to defense on, on the defensive side. Um, overall, this is a great move for the Cardinals organization, man. And I, I'm telling you, it's, it's uh, definitely catapulted the, the Cardinals in a division where we've seen many teams already dismantle of its, their pitching staff, like uh, Chicago. Um, we know the struggles that, uh, that Pittsburgh is going to have this year. And then, you have, and then you have teams like the Reds who lost Bauer, and, and it doesn't look like they're going to get him back. So that's going to be really interesting to see what happens in that division. Eduardo, what am I missing here? Because we were just talking about this. It feels like there's got to be something. Like sometimes you've got a guy that, ah, not sure about the attitude or the work ethic or, well, he's not great defensively, but he's got the bat. I, I haven't been able to talk to a single person yet, Eduardo, that says, yeah, well, there's this that you've got to watch out with, Nolan Arenado. Is this like the perfect baseball trade? What am I missing here? Uh, just, uh, no, it's, it's the perfect baseball trade as long as he's healthy. I think that's the only thing that set him back a little bit was the shoulder. Besides that, you're looking at a at a, at a player that's complete, and then it 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 doesn't start just when he was. Um, and th- this starts from the get go. His parents are unbelievable people. I've met them um, a few times already during the Gold Glove Awards in New York. They're excellent. Uh, I think the fans are going to really appreciate the entire Arenado family, and man. Look, for a guy that has a no-trade clause and to be going from Coors to Bush, let's put it that way, switching beers on you, uh, this, this guy is absolutely a phenomenal person on the field and off the field. And, and I think this is, a, this is a perfect spot, landing spot for, for him. And I just don't see how, when they say the grass is greener on the other side, um, not when you leave St. Louis. It really is not. I played there. I played in different places. Every time I go back to even broadcast games, it's like home. So uh, without a doubt, uh, Nolan's going to feel the same way that Scotty Rowland felt, the same way that uh, Matty Holiday felt, the same way that even Big Mac felt when he came from a different organization to go and play in St. Louis. Eduardo Perez is our guest, and um, I know that you're following the the Caribbean series. I'm following that as well, and I watched Yachty with a caught stealing and a home run uh, the other night, so he's still getting it done. No problem for him at the age of 38. Is there any chance that you see him not winding up in St. Louis? I think there's a chance. Uh, you know, that that's the that's the crazy part. And and last night, he was behind the plate again last night against Team Mexico. They beat him 6-4. to four. Uh, he's calling brilliant games as usual. We're used to seeing that. But look, man, look, uh, Danny, the, the way I see it is, um, yeah, does he want to go back to St. Louis? Absolutely. Does the Aeronauta trade make it easier for him to come back? Yes, it does. But I also think that there has to be um, a situation where uh, there could be a situation that if, let's say, the New York Yankees figure out a way, if it's to, to get to, a ten, let's say, a one-year $10 million mark, or something like that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he would leave St. Louis. Uh, and again, this is all a possibility. We've seen it in the past with other players. I, I as, as a, if I'm a St. Louis Cardinal fan, I couldn't even fathom or imagine um, him wearing another uniform, let alone another, another number. Um, and you know, I expect him to come back to St. Louis, but I also expect him to St. Louis to realize that. 
and nothing to take away from Andrew uh, uh, Nixer at all. But um, let, let, let's face it, Yadier Molina is a one-of-a-kind uh, catcher. I even said it today in our morning show. Um, they asked me who's the best catcher in the National League Central if Yadier would be with the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, and I said Yadier because he changes the game, the complexity of it. He changes what it is sometimes as a clutch hitting aspect, knows what to do. This guy's a manager with the catcher's gear still on, and he knows how to slow down a game and knows how to put the confidence in pitchers. So, Eduardo, if you're the Cardinals, don't you just do whatever it takes to bring him back? I would. I, I really would. And, again, I'm not one uh, signing the checks, but they're right now at the same place that they were last year. Expected uh, estimated payroll at $165 million. That's where they were last year. Um, sh- can I raise it to 175? Uh, absolutely. I say let's. Uh, I say if I'm a Cardinal fan and I want to get back to where Cardinal fans are used to, and that's to get back to the World Series and give yourself an opportunity, Yadier Molina is going to have to be a big part of that. In terms of the rest of the Central and how the Cardinals compare with them, uh, I think they're head and shoulders. We we both agree there. Have they closed the gap though with the Dodgers? Have they closed the gap with? San Diego to be one of the teams that you talk about is is saying, hey, they've got a shot now to come out of the National League. Is is this move that seismic enough to say that your your lineup has been lengthened enough? You have enough pitching that all of a sudden you're a part of the haves and not the have-nots. It is, it is, and and the reason I say this is if they were in the same division, if it was L.A., San Diego, and and St. Louis in the West, I would say no, it's not. But because they are in the Central and the Central has been weakened enough, they, they're giving themselves a chance. And in a short series, with the pitching that they have, and we understand, we can understand how good Jack Flaherty can be. We, we understand how good um, Adam Wainwright can be. Miles Michaelis, if he comes back from, um, to the same guy that we saw two years ago, then Carlos Martinez saw him, in, um, saw him in the Caribbean series open up for the Dominican Republic if he comes back and he's able to give you innings, the same thing with uh, uh, Kwang Hyun Kim. Look, anything can happen, especially when you have two, two circle guys in the lineup, that being Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. And I am not going to sleep at all with Dylan Carlson because I think he's going to be an X factor in this lineup. Eduardo Perez joining us here on 101 ESPN. Eduardo, you mentioned the two circle guys in the middle of your lineup. It's something that the Cardinals have been missing in recent years. I remember Bill DeWitt Jr. yesterday said that when you get a star like this, it elevates those. Who do you think benefits the most from the addition of Nolan Arenado? Is there a guy in this lineup, in your opinion, that that is able to elevate his game to another level because Nolan Arenado is now in that lineup? Okay, it takes a lot of pressure from Paulie of having to be the guy to protect uh, Goldie in any case. You can drop him down in the order. You can split him up between Dylan and, and Paul. But the other guy that I think will rejuvenate, because it was his last year in Colorado before he moved on to Houston, is Dexter Fowler. That's, that was Nolan Arenado's rookie season. And just having him there, I think, will add a little bit of more zest to, uh, to, to Dexter um, I'm interested in seeing a healthy full out season from Tyler O'Neill also. I think um, I think what we saw last year offensively is not the Tyler O'Neill that a lot of people expected. I think that or or that he expected. Uh, defensively he's solid. I think it's gonna have to come down to uh, to one of those guys that are gonna benefit in a major way. Tommy uh, Tommy Edmond no, knowing now that he's gonna be at second base, 
And um, I think it'll it'll add value to him at second base instead of being at third. And it'll take pressure from him from having to put up those big numbers. But I would love Tommy now to increase that on-base percentage from where it was last year. If he's able to do that, that means Goldie and, uh, and Nolan will have an excellent excellent season eduardo i know you got to run so this is my final question um and you got to take yeah i real quickly um baseball getting off on time what do you think in terms of you know i know you guys talk about i listen to you all the time i want you to explain to our fans if you can quickly do you think we have the start of spring training on time and a full 162 well now that the players association uh sort of said no that we're not going to uh they're not going to uh uh, negotiate with uh, with the deal that Major League Baseball had, had um, uh, extended to them. I think we will start this on time, and I just pray that we will continue to play baseball and that the country stays safe so we can do that. And the players have to understand how important this is, not only for them, but how important it is for the fans um, of, of the sport in general. So um, I'm going to say yes. If you would have asked me maybe a week ago, I would have said we were going to start in late April. I'll tell you that for sure. And um, so, so uh, maybe in early March, but that, that, I mean, mid-March. So that definitely has changed. And um, we're going to try to play as status quo, uh, as uh, status quo. And I'm hoping, Danny, I'm hoping that, uh, um, that baseball will be able to play the 162 moving forward without any major incidents. Absolutely. Hey, Eduardo, thanks for your time. Appreciate you, my man. You got it. Stay warm, fellas. Stay warm. <laughs> you got it. That's Eduardo Perez of ESPN and MLB Radio Network. Does a fantastic job uh, covering the sport. And interesting, the one thing I really took out of that was Dexter Fowler. Yes. And I- I'm with him. I- there's a couple of things I think about with-, with Dexter. Number one, final year of his deal. And does he want to play beyond this season? He's made enough money, obviously, to retire and take care of his family 8,000 times over. So... What's the motivation in his final year? Anytime you have a guy in sports, professional sports, it's in a final year of their, their deal, they're highly motivated. The contract year is undefeated, Dan. It is, yes, it is. Um, and where he goes in the lineup, and I mentioned this to you yesterday. I want to get your thoughts, and maybe some of the listeners will chime in as well. Dexter Fowler, in the course of his time in St. Louis, against right-handed pitching, has been very good. He's actually been above league average. Now, against left-handed pitching, when he's batting right-handed, he's been well below. So if you're Mike Schilt, you know for the most part what 2, 3, 4, and 5 is going to probably look like, and you know for sure 3 and 4 is some combination of Goldie and Arenado. I'm going to put Carlson 2. I'm going to put DeYoung 5. Maybe O'Neal. Who knows? But you, you, you get the drift there. So you don't really know about leadoff. Maybe at this point it's Tommy Edmond if he gets back to the was his first season, which was a high on base percentage and great speed, which would be perfect. If that would work out, then he's there every single day. If not, you have to look at some other options. And I just wonder if Dexter Fowler is somebody that you say against those righties, maybe we move him up and catch lightning in a bottle. And it's something to think about. How do you feel about a platoon? A Bader and, and he, I, Bader against lefties. I, that That's where I'm going with this. I, yes. I love the idea. Harrison Bader, I know a lot of people are going to be like, hold on, hold on, Dan. Why are we putting Harrison Bader? Harrison Bader is tremendous against left-handed pitching. Has he, been in his professional career, even in the minor leagues. 855 OPS in his career against left-handed pitching. That's basically Nolan Arenado away from Coors Field in Nolan Arenado's career. That's the kind of offensive production that you're getting out of Bader. 
decent on base percentage, 340. That'll play. He's got speed. We know that on the bases. That'll play up there when you've got Carlson and Goldschmidt and Arenado coming up behind you. And to your point on um, looking at Dexter Fowler, 801 OPS last year against righties. 775 the year before 2018. Let's go ahead and throw that out. He was terrible against everybody in 2018. Weird year for him. 2017, 885 OPS against righties. You can easily do this where left-handed pitcher on the mound, Harrison Bader going to be at the top of the lineup, right-handed pitcher on the mound. uh, You're going to have Dexter Fowler out there at the top of your lineup. And you just piece it that way. And Carlson gives you the flexibility to play center field. So, and even Tyler O'Neill, if you wanted to, I wouldn't be overly comfortable with that. But if you had to, or Elaine Thomas, they can play center. And that's why I'm sure the Cardinals are going in and saying, hey, um, we want to give these guys a shot. And maybe this is a way by Arenado coming here. It takes a lot of pressure off a lot of different people to perform. Now, you you want to see them perform. Don't get me wrong. But it's not as glaring if you don't have those types of black holes in your lineup. Um, but it, it's just something to think about, and, and I think it's legitimate to look at it right now. Now, Tommy Edmond could take care of that from day one. If he's a switch hitter and he performs on both sides of the plate and gets on base, doesn't have to hit for a lot of power, obviously, but you want to see somebody with speed get on top, and with those guys coming up after him, now you got something. But maybe a combination of people at the top is something that you look at too. Yeah, I think one of Fowler... Fowler and Edmund, I think one of them is going to be your leadoff hitter. The other is going to be probably six hole hitter for you. And it's a matter of which, which one you put in which spot. I agree. This is the Danny Mac show with BK, the podcast powered by I promise. talk about uh, trades that happen in Major League Baseball. You could be the Pirates waking up this morning and Josh Bell is gone. Uh, they've got their very good starter that had a chance to come back after two Tommy Johns now pitching for the Yankees. Uh, you've got also Chris Archer back with Tampa Bay. How bad is that deal now with Tyler Glass now in Tampa Bay, Archer back there, and they gave up Austin Meadows. I remember we were in Pittsburgh at the time. And I understand the Pirates, they are they had been struggling for so long, and they were close when they had Garrett Cole at the top of the rotation, took the Cardinals to five games. Cardinals were on the brink of elimination until Michael Waka uh, had a dazzling performance at PNC Park in 2013, I guess it was. And so my point is, I, I understand that at some point you go for it. If you think it's good, I remember, remember that trade. Specifically, we're in the booth, and I said, that is a terrible deal. That is a terrible deal. That outfielder, he can play a little bit. And the pitcher, he's pretty good. And by the way, he's here. I I just sometimes, the point being, I guess, is that you miss on some of these deals. And and that's part of it. You know, you just, it's a, it's a tough business, man. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose on these deals. And that is what's going to set them back. I know here in St. Louis, we focus so much on the Cardinals misses in recent years, right? But it's, it's a thing that happens across baseball. We focus on the Cardinals because that's the local version. But look at where Nolan Arenado just came from. You think they've missed on a couple of whether it be free agent deals or trades? It's the reason why he ended up leaving because they missed basically for each of the last three years. They spent, I think, a combined $200 million on free agents over the last three years. Over $100 million of that was for bullpen guys that didn't pan out. And they missed on every single one of them. And so whenever you're looking at, okay, how does a team get to where the Rockies are now? It's that here and there. 
the Pirates are the same way as the Rockies, where it seems like every move that they make goes wrong for them. And that's what is leading to where they are today. They've they've been mismanaged for years now. Mismanaged. That's I was just thinking of, of how I would describe this. So in 2013, you're a Rockies fan. You're saying, OK, uh, let's look at the infield. Todd Helton at first. DJ LeMayhew at second. Troy Tulowitzki at short and a young Nolan Arenado at third base. And they knew what they had in him. And as he wound up winning a gold glove that year, and none of those guys are going to be future cornerstone players for their team. I mean, Nolan Arenado, just the, the big picture view of this should never leave Denver. That should never happen. So when you mismanage it, it should be that deal that he signed it never should have gotten to that point. It, that deal should have been done years ago to lock him up and take out arbitration years and free agency years and all those things that you know what kind of player he is. Lock him up. Trevor Story, lock him up. And, and, and right now, if you wake up as a Rockies fan this morning, do you feel that you have any shot of keeping Trevor Story? No. Absolutely not. So where are you? And in that division, looking at what the Padres are doing and the fact that the Dodgers are really good and they have a ton of money coming off the books, you know they're going to spend. So they're going to be players in the shortstop market. They're going to be players in getting top people coming to L.A. It's a destination spot. Do you feel that you're going to be competitive? No. I mean, that is a brutal spot to be in. Brutal. And I mentioned this on the crossover. In 2019, they were the seventh best in terms of attendance they were just shy of three million a fun You've been to play to that ballpark too it's countless an, it's an times amazing ballpark i went it's to high, mile high stadium i was i've been, been doing the game since its inception basically and they draw fans they people like to go to baseball games there even when it was 17 to 14 and it took four hours they still stuck around drank their beer and enjoyed a ball game if you're a fan of the rockies right now you are in a bad, bad spot. It's a black hole, and it's going to take a long time to get out of, potentially. They will have Austin Gomber as part of their rotation, though, Dan, which I guess is a piece that they can build around. And so I wanted to ask you about the hole that that leaves here in St. Louis, because he was the guy that I was penciling in as the Cardinals' fifth starter. I want to go to Austin Gomber just for a moment. Go for it. Okay, so I, I was looking at this from the Rockies' point of view, and I don't know what was offered to them. Usually in these deals, a lot of times I'm, let's say I'm team X and you're team Y. And I say, okay, team Y, I want your player. And you come back and you say, all right, uh, I want these players. And and you give, so you start giving lists of players back and forth. This guy's off limits. Okay. Well, I really want him. I keep going at, nope, that guy's off limits. All right. Trade is off. But you keep going back and forth with players that potentially could be part of a deal. The one that that does make me scratch my head a little bit is Austin Gomber. If from the Colorado Rockies point of view, curveballs die in Denver. Okay. And he throws his curveball exceptionally well. He's got a terrific curveball. Now, if you can throw a changeup or a slider, you maybe get away with it. Austin Gomber, by the way, folks, was healthy finally last year. For about a year and a half, he wasn't healthy. So I, I was thinking, like, do do you really it was Ponce maybe, you know, a guy that you could get who throws four seamers up. Does that play better at Coors Field? I, I'll be fascinated because I do follow the guys that the Cardinals trade. I just, out of interest, I follow them. I follow the game of baseball. But that that one made me scratch my head a little bit and said, I, I'm not sure. I, first of all, talent-wise, if I was a team trading and this is what I was offered, yes, he would be a guy I'd want because I think he's very talented. 
but is he talented making half or more than half of his starts in that ballpark? And I'm not so sure. Yeah, does his skill set fit where you play, right? Exactly. If you're if you're somebody that is if you're the GM of the Yankees, you're going to acquire players that fit your ballpark. That is where you play half of your games. And so that's that's how you build your roster, right? Same thing should be true for the Rockies. And it seems like in this particular case, they just went with the guy that has been, has the best track record so far for the yeah. Cardinals of pitching in the big leagues that was available. I mean, if you, I don't know if he would have been available or not. My guess is probably the Cardinals would say, given the package, no, that's too much. But I would have been doing everything that I could to get Johan Oviedo. Younger player, has shown already some success, showed last year when he clearly shouldn't have been in the big leagues, can still do it in the big yep. leagues, maybe a year away, but... The Rockies aren't winning right now. So why do you need the guy that is already in the big leagues, especially if he's somebody that doesn't necessarily fit where you play? I, I didn't totally understand that at all. So the rotation for the Cardinals, to your original point, no particular order, Flaherty, KK, Wayno, Michaelis. I think you can reasonably say that those four are penned on paper. And then the five spot is open. I, I watched Carlos Martinez throw the other night. Looked pretty good. Uh, I'll say that he looked pretty good. Now, is he showcasing himself for the potential to start somewhere else? Is he showcasing himself to be the guy that wants to be in the rotation for the Cardinals? Maybe a combination of both. Uh, He would be in line for that fifth starter spot. Alex Reyes is going to be in line for that starter spot. They're going to give John Gant a crack at it as well. But think about what the rotation, and you're going to need these guys, I would assume, at any point in time this season. And it may start off the bat with the bullpen of the St. Louis Cardinals. But think about what the rotation at AAA could be (laughs) with the aforementioned Oviedo, Liberator, Thompson, and a handful of others. Maybe even Jake Woodford is another guy. I mean, for some teams, that's not bad at the major league level. So... The point being, the Cardinals have some depth, and we haven't mentioned Cabrera out of your bullpen, um, the the normal cast of characters. you got Hicks, Hicks coming back. back. I, so that's where the Cardinals feel that their strength lies. It is with their pitching. It's with their defense. And now you added Arenado. The middle of your lineup has been extended. It's way better. It's just a a lot of things are pointing in the right direction for 2021. We talked yesterday about the projections and how they're not high on the Cardinals. Some say 82 wins, some say 80. I think that those are all laughable. I think this is at least a 91 team based on both what the division they play in is and also the talent on the roster currently. I think what the projections are missing, Dan, as I kind of went through and thought about this a little bit more, is the pitching. They look at the pitching as uncertain. They look at the projections would see, okay, they've got a lot of guys that haven't thrown a lot of innings. Is this going to work for them? I give the Cardinals the benefit of the doubt when it comes to pitching. I just, I've seen it now for, you've seen it up close for 20 years. They've found a way, really, especially the last 10 to 15, they found a way to find guys that may be under the radar and they develop them through the system and they end up being quality major league starters. I, I would say maybe where they're coming with this is that Adam Wainwright, I I get it. I mean, he's going to be 40 with a lot of mileage on the body. So over a full 162, do the numbers project out? Michaelis, are you going to get him back fully healthy to make a start every fifth day? So I understand that. And then I would counter that, though, by saying, because of what we just talked about, well, you're right. Maybe those two uh, falter or they get hurt or whatever. Things happen. Um, But then you've got... Oviedo and you've got Martinez and you've got Reyes and you've got Liberator and you got, I mean, you've got some options here to help 
kind of bridge the gap if you have problems. So that's where I see the Cardinals being better than other teams because of the amount of people that they have. Yeah, they have the car that might break down, but they've got the insurance policy ready to go with full coverage. And if it does end up getting in a wreck or anything, like I'm getting that new one ready to go right away. Liberator, if we get into August and this team needs a little punch into the rotation, I have a feeling he might be a guy that is available ready to go for them come August, September. Same thing could be true of Thompson. They've got arms ready to go. That's that is the least of my worries for this team. This is the Danny Mac Show with BK, the podcast powered by I Promise. Danny Mac Show with BK on a Wednesday, and uh, this is a perfect little tease, by the way, from the four one seven, the Air Comfort Service text line. Danny Mac, did you and BK see the article on ESPN.com on Drew Robinson? And I have read the article. I've uh, started watching the ESPN Plus a feature on Drew Robinson. And you're a fan out there going, Drew Robinson, how do I remember that name? Well, Drew Robinson, a few years ago, spent just a little time with the St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, the article and the piece is done by Jeff Passan. And Jeff will be our guest tomorrow, one of the top baseball insiders uh, from ESPN. Uh, Drew Robinson attempted suicide and survived it. And now he's talking about it and trying to make a comeback, literally with one eye, uh, tried to shoot himself. And uh, it's an incredible story. If you get the chance to read it, uh, I would advise it. And it's really, I think... BK sings uh, things on social media. Andrelton Simmons just came out. Did you see that one too? uh, Talking about dealing with depression and suicidal thoughts. And so it's, I think, man, you know, probably therapeutic for, I don't want to speak for Drew, but probably therapeutic for him. And it's raising awareness for people that are suffering with depression. So it's an important topic. I'm sure we'll touch upon that. Nolan Arenado and just baseball in general. Can't wait to visit with Jeff Passan tomorrow. So looking forward to that. You you read the uh, article too? Haven't yet. It's on my list for tonight. Um, I I love love is the wrong word. I appreciate the fact that guys are willing to come out and tell these types of stories more so now than ever before. In the NFL, you're seeing it a little bit. Hayden Hurst uh, tied in for the Atlanta Falcons has been very outspoken on mental health awareness. Dak Prescott, uh, especially with his brother, uh, has been very outspoken on all of this stuff. And I think the more that guys that are in these prominent roles, especially guys that have are seen as warriors you know these these athletes that are too good to be true they make a lot of money and we view them as like oh they're there's clearly nothing that goes wrong for them it's not the way no. um that it goes and so I'm, I'm glad that we're seeing more and more these guys that are willing to speak out about the struggles that they have as well cardinals caravan is something that i, I really missed doing this year and and what what it is is that we literally hop in a bus and former players, current players, and we go out to different municipalities throughout the Midwest and kind of do a, a little show for fans and, and autographs and pictures and all kinds of things just to, it's kind of the official kickoff to a season. Drew Robinson was on my caravan, got to know him a little bit. And to your point, you would have no idea what's going on. And, and in that article, basically his closest loved ones, and I... Maybe I'm reading into it too much. Really didn't have any idea. So if you get the chance, uh, read the article, and it's uh, it's it's uh, a compelling piece of, of you know work by Jeff Passan. So we'll get into that tomorrow. Looking forward to that. You have Alex Ferrario coming up. Alex, right now, I just saw him running down the hallway, literally bouncing off the walls, off the ceiling because the Blues won again. 
He is fired up. Yeah. I know you're going to get into the blues. Yeah, I have to admit defeat on something. Okay. We'll do that in the open with te- Alex Give me Ferrario. a little bit more of a tease. What are you? Come on. I've been very wrong about a lot of things in my life, Dan. Maybe <laughs> never more so than on a certain blues defenseman. So we'll get into that coming up in the open. Oh, I was right about him, by the way. You remember? You were. You absolutely I said, said pin the he was going to have him. Oh, no, don't do that. Okay, no problem. By the way, the one thing you can't be wrong on, congratulations to you. This is a anniversary of sorts for you when you moved to yeah. St. Louis and in that time now you become a prominent talk show host you're buying a house and you're going to get married so don't be wrong on any of those <laughs> no I hope I hope to be right on all of those things I think there are some in the audience that would say that I'm wrong for being a quote-unquote prominent host if you're but... wrong in talk radio it's okay the other two don't be wrong on those also coming up today we've got Nick Grokey a Rockies uh, beat writer for The Athletic does some great work over there. Excited to get his perspective on the Arenado trade. And Nolan Arenado's agent, Joel Wolf, will join us coming up at oh, twelve thirty. Very excited to hear his perspective on what all of this was like renegotiating this contract. Why Nolan wanted to play here in St. Louis specifically. So he's he's one of the most powerful agents in the sport. Very excited to have Joel Wolf on the show today. Great job, my man. We'll see you tomorrow at ten. See you then, Tanner. You're the best, and we'll talk to everybody uh, everybody tomorrow morning at ten on one hundred one ESPN. You've been listening to The Danny Mac Show with BK, the podcast powered by I Promise. On November 13th, it's the dawning of a new era when the NFL debuts in Germany live on NFL Network. Brady and the Bucks. Touchdown, Tampa Bay! DK and the Seahawks. Puts the ball up, making a catch! Wake up and watch with the world. It's Sunday morning football. Live from Munich, Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.